fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live, it's the way that we live. And I Hi, I'm Reese. And I'm Carly. And this is To Ellen Back. Ellen Back is a podcast on Autostraddle about the L Word where we recap one episode of the L Word every week on a podcast. Yes, that is this podcast. That's the, one the one you're listening, listening to, to right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Congratulations on making a great choice in podcast. <laughs> yeah, we love this so much. We know you had four billion choices and you chose this one. So chose to fly with us and we see that and we and we appreciate it. Reese, how are you today? I'm um, great. I have power. Reese, how long did it take to get uh, elect- your power by back? By power, I mean electricity. I, people have been very confused about this lately when I say I have my power back. They're like, you do? And I'm like, oh, I just mean my electricity. How long was your power out for total? Uh, about uh, 14 hours. So when did it come back on? Uh, around 10 p.m. Shit. Well, you know what I did? I thought the way my life has been going lately is not great. So I have to find a way to, to like change how this is going. Okay. And I was like, so I know what I'll do. I'll walk all the way to CVS with my tiny dog. Okay. I'll spend $40 on candles and flashlights and like LED lights. Of course. So I can see around my house. And then did you think that the act of doing that would will the power to come back on? Yeah. If I invest money so that it could, you know, so that it's not like a a total win. So it's a win and a loss. I see. When I came back to my house, the power was back on. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I did it. Your your mind. (laughs) Yeah. Your mind did that. (laughs) Woo. Yeah. And of course I was like, as I was leaving, I was like in such a like state of dishevelment that I did not take my receipt. So perfect. So now you've got that stuff for the next. I do. And I know there will be one. So (laughs) amazing. Wow. Such stories of of bravery and strength. (laughs) Yeah. Today's episode. We're still in season three. We are on season three, episode four. Just really ramping up into hell here. Um, This episode's called Light My Fire. It was written by um, Shireen Davis. Ooh. And was directed by... Yeah, she is great. And directed by Lynn Stopkowicz. Also great. Mm. Great, great, great. Women. Yay, women. The writer's great. Shireen Davis is awesome. She worked on Empire. She worked on Remy. She worked on Sweet Bitter. And, of course, The L Word. Yes. And she also was part of the group of people who made the D word, which was the L word parody that they made after season one that like Julie Goldman was in. Oh, incredible. Yeah. And anyway, she's queer. um, And that's great. We love her. We love her. Great episode. Great writing. Great writing. Before we get into it, we have a special guest with us today. What? I know. We're always so shocked to find (laughs) extra people in your kitchen. I know. Me too. We're always so shocked. Maybe Mm -hmm. we'll come up with a different bit next time we have a guest. But until then... Please announce yourself. Hey there. I'm Cerise Castle. <laughs> Hi, Cerise. Hey. Hi, Cerise. Thank you so, so, so much for being here today. Thank you so, so, so much for having me. You have such a good voice for radio slash podcasts. Wow. Listen, listen. Can you guys hear how I hear it? The dulcet I'm, tones. This I'm, is beautiful. I'm ready to Almost drive. like I work. That's in so interesting. <laughs> Cerise, tell us about yourself. Well, you know, I work at. KCRW. Oh my God. <laughs> what? Holy shit. Oh my God. What if we actually didn't so know that? So do you know Alice? If- <laughs> yeah, we share a desk. Oh, that's so nice. Oh my God. She has a whole desk. Do you share a xylophone? That's incredible. <laughs> Is the xylophone po- property of KCRW or did Alice bring that with her? Yes. Yeah. Property of the station. Uh, uh, good. Okay. Good, good to know. Good so to what know. do you do over there? 
Um, I produce a little show called All Things Considered. Oh my I god! I've heard of that. So All Things Considered that is a huge that is a huge production that is like everywhere. It it is. That is awesome. How long have you been at KCRW? I've been there for three months. Awesome. So yeah, I'm an expert in all things. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. What were you up to before that? Like, have you always been into radio and producing and things like that? Kind of. Yeah, I started in radio um, in college, and then after that, I worked on a show called Marketplace, mm-hmm. which is another NPR production mm-hmm. all about finance. Um, then I moved over to TV, and I was on a little show called Vice News Tonight. Ah. Uh, yes we are familiar yeah so now i'm back in radio again and i bring you your daily news if you live in la man fucking fantastic i love that what is your l word origin story when did you first start watching this amazing program l word origin story okay so the first time i actually saw the l word i was probably like 11 and it's incredible what yeah i was at this housewarming party for some of my mother's friends from church whoa 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 okay this is great i love this um and it was a husband and wife the wife um asked me if i wanted to watch tv in her room and she put on the l word she said do you like this show i feel like you would like this show oh my god and put on the pilot of the l word it was truly insane she knew something i didn't at that point yeah so it does seem like she might yeah shout out to you amy thank you (laughs) amy good job and also the, what Amy Amy what are you doing so then <laughs> did you keep watching it when did, did you watch like the whole thing when you were 11 it came in like spots um my brother's baby mama when she was pregnant she again did this weird thing put on the Albert oh I think you would like this show what? I haven't asked her if she knew I was gay oh my um, god this is, I, okay first I'm, of all this is a pattern <laughs> <laughs> and second of all I wonder if other, I, I mean, I, I do feel like the L word is a thing that you like, you tell people, uh-huh. hey, you sh- I think you should watch this. I think yeah. you might like it. Yeah. That's definitely one of those. Yeah. Things. Yeah. But usually it's like other gay people. Yeah. Right. Not, Not straight women in my <laughs> yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so incredible. Okay. Please continue. Yeah. So I just kind of caught episodes via that weird network Uh um until about two years ago i realized that i hadn't watched the whole series through yeah so i just sat down and binged it one day and you know obviously you you didn't know that season six was going to happen to you no there was nothing that could (laughs) have possibly prepared you for that either because Mm -mm. it's so fucking insane it was like being hit by a train (laughs) absolutely again and again repeatedly yes and then it was over and you're like we will never speak of this again and then i just brought it up do you have any favorite characters, like whether they're people you like, oh, I like identify with this character or just like this character super hot or like they're funny or whatever? Bet kind of reminds me of me like when I'm PMSing. <laughs> um, she's definitely one of my favorites. I also yeah. really love Helena. I know. Helena's kind of great. Helena's great. Yeah. Season two Helena is bananas. Is bananas. But then once you get into season three, you're like, oh, this is like a more evenly written character now. This yeah. is like right. a little less of a cartoon villain. Yeah. She sort of comes in like a Cruella DeVille in season two. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> She's sort of like, she yeah. She does, yeah. Totally. But then in season three, they kind of like figure her out a little bit better. And then yeah. you're like, oh, she's fun. And then season four, they're like, let's start over. Yeah, let's yeah. just reinvent her. And then season her. five, they're like, here, let's do a different thing. Let's just, what if we like tried something different? Yeah. yeah. Which leads to my theory that Helena Peabody is a Westworld. Yeah, I agree. They just keep reprogramming her. Wow. I, have no I know. Hot take. I agree with you. Wow. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, not everyone's ready for my hot takes about <laughs> Helena Peabody. Do you like it? Do you like this L word? 
this season? <laughs> in general. In general. I mean, oh man, watching it when I watched it, it was nice to see a show about lesbians, but the world that they live in is not the lesbian world I'm familiar with. And so much of it is so cringe. So cringe. <laughs> so cringe. I yeah. kind of question why everyone kept talking about it. Because it was the it on me. only thing <laughs> for a period it's of time, it was all we had. Yeah. And so even though we were all very critical of it, even then, we were also like, we kept watching it and talking about it incessantly. Yeah. And now we're still fucking doing it. Here we are. Yeah. What, what is wrong with us? Um, I think like a lot of things. A like lot that. of things. Yeah. I don't really know where to begin answering <laughs> that question. We don't have enough time. But do you remember like your impression of it when you were 11? Honestly, it freaked me out. Yeah. Um. The part where they jump in the pool and they're naked and yeah. they're making out, I was just like, oh my God, like I didn't know that this was allowed. Okay. Totally. Like, what am I thinking? Um, yeah, when I was 15, I was more sort of tapped in to mm -hmm. the fact that I might be queer. Um, so I was very curious, but I didn't want to ask any questions of the people who were putting it on for me. <laughs> that is so incredible that more than one person in your life who is straight was like, you should watch this. I think you might, you might like it. Yeah. That's incredible. I can't believe that as 11 year old, you're watching full sex scenes. <laughs> Although I guess they were Jenny and Tim sex scenes in the pilot. In the pilot. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Oh, remember Tim? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> should we get started? Yes. Let's get into it. We open in Billings, Montana in 1984. Sure. <laughs> A beautiful land of mountains and valleys. And Fantastic. Wildlife. And there's a bunch of trees, people, trees <laughs> hills, grass. And people. And people. For example, these people who are sitting in a circle talking about how they used to be gay, but now they found, what's his name? Jesus. <laughs> what's his name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah this is some sort of ex-gay church group thing going on mm -hmm. and so one of the nuns from last week's cold open is there because it's agatha agatha it's all about interconnectivity mm -hmm. alice and then it cuts to this scene where she's in bed with another woman and then like the creepy leader of the church guy right. gets in bed with them too and he's like God's like super chill about two women being together, but he like really is not into two guys being together. So this works for all of us. Right. And I was just like, what? <laughs> I did not remember this from my first viewing of the no. series. It's weird three-way made zero sense. Very weird. <laughs> it's also like very brightly lit. In yeah. Way that I was like, why are they doing this? Yeah, it definitely seemed like a midday romp, yeah. but also... Were they still at the church? It cut, it cut from the church group like right to them in bed in a way that <laughs> yeah. was like, that suggested that maybe this was all in the same building. Yeah. But here's what's like, okay. what I didn't understand is because so the guy who's in it, he's gay. Mm -hmm. So what? What is he getting out of this? Is he just turned on by same sex action? Like, <laughs> action? Maybe. In general? Maybe he's successfully been ex-gayed. I think we're about to find out next episode that he hasn't been. True. This is just one of our fun little weird season three cold opens. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I missed the nuns on the bus, honestly. Those were yeah, fun. Yeah, the they bus were, and nuns them. was a real treat nun that bus. we missed the nun bus. And uh, then we go to the theme song. And How do you feel about the theme song, Cerise? It's a love-hate relationship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That's I funny. can't stop your theory about the sound of music. Yeah. 
can't stop truly right yeah blew my mind yeah honestly same i've been thinking about it every time i watch it now yeah i've been thinking about it every time i watch the sound of music do you watch the sound of music more frequently than you watch <laughs> yeah. episodes of the L yeah Word? every now and then i just put it on but you have to watch at least one episode of the yeah. L Word a week right now i do yeah so okay. how often are you watching the sound right. of music um every day wow it's beautiful yeah it's just a, it's like a daily practice like a meditative practice for me it's like we're in the hills and, and they're alive. Yeah. And she has like sort of a lesbian music. haircut. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then um, after that little adventure, um, we go to uh, outside Jenny's house where Jenny is burning her book. Jennifer Schechter, some of her parts. <laughs> she loves a pun as a title. Yeah. And I respect that. She is uh, censoring literature, queer literature. She's, she's censoring her own queer literature. <laughs> yeah. Terrible, <laughs> unbelievably awful. And then up, up, we also get a. Um, we get her address, right? A nice close up of uh. You get the address what was of it? House. It was one five one five one North Genesee Avenue. So oh. like right around the corner from me. I think so. Yeah. Can yeah. I map it. I can map it real quick. Well, we've already established that Ben and Tina live on my street. Whoa. Yeah, because in the first, or they live at least around the corner because my street is mentioned in the pilot. So, wow. Anyway, but, you wow. know, when we talked to Gwen Turner, she said that they all, like her and all the writers and stuff all lived r around here. So that's, I think that's why. That they, makes sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, okay. So um, Jenny's burning her book. And goodbye book. Goodbye book. And Max shows up. He's and like, he's. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most Max thing you could think of, which is, I hope you back that up on your hard drive. Right. Because, you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but Max knows a lot about computers. Yeah, he's a, he's a computer technician. <laughs> he's like, I hope you have a digital backup. They didn't have a cloud. They didn't have the cloud. So they right, couldn't be like, right. I hope it's in the cloud. I hope it's on your phone. It, they, that, that wasn't a thing. But the thing about how Max talks about computers is that he always uses all of the words for it. Yes. Like, assume, like you, you could say, I hope you back that up. People know what you're talking about, right? Yes, right. But he's always, you know, like he's like, I'm going to do a computer search on the internet. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, people, I know. There's, there's like colloquialisms for these sure, terms, sure, sure, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. He, he basically walks out and is like, hey, I hope that you put that file on a three and a quarter <laughs> floppy disk. I have some right here if you need them. Yeah, I have an external and an internal hard drive on my personal computer. <laughs> my personal computer. <laughs> That's actually what PC stands for, yeah. Jenny. Did you know that? Did you know that, Jenny? But one thing Max doesn't know is who he is. It's like, I don't know who I am. She's like, where did you go? He's like, I went to the beach. I slept in my truck. I don't fit in here. I don't know why I'm here. And she's like, why are any of us here? Yeah. And then she turns into like... <laughs> Then she just makes it all about her. Right. Yeah. I'm like, Jenny. Oh, fucking Jenny, man. <sighs> um, so Jenny's like, nobody knows who they are. We all walk through life trying to figure it out, but we probably won't. And although I think that this is a true thing, the way that she says it and how she says it is really mean. And really dismissive. Yeah. Yeah. And then she says she's a loser and that she's going to be a waitress at the planet. And she says, I'm the picture of togetherness and sanity. Yeah. Bless her heart. I think of that all the time. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've definitely said that about myself before. Basically, Max has walked in unknowingly on Jenny's like bonfire pity party. Yeah. And he's just like, I need to talk about real things. I'm, like hard drives. Like, well, hard drives and trans issues. Yeah. <laughs> His own identity crisis, which is real. His mistake oh. going to Jenny. Oh, yeah. For that shit. Like, mistake going to Jenny for anything. most things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I do love his t-shirt. Uh-huh. It's a t-shirt and it has horses, beautiful illustrations of two galloping horses on it. And I thought it was very beautiful. And I would be into owning that shirt. If, Are you uh, a horse lesbian? I'm not, actually. I'm really not into horses, but that was a really nice shirt. 
You're I just want everyone lesbian? to know that. Uh, I get teased a lot about being a horse lesbian. Mm. Oh. I had a horse when I was a small child. Uh-huh. I am not, I, I don't claim to be a horse girl. So you happen to have a horse and someone happened to think you needed to see the L word. Do you think those two things are connected? Probably. Yeah. I would, I would say yes. Yeah. Yeah. I never had a horse. Um, then we go to, <laughs> <laughs> then we, then we go to Bettina's where uh, pregnant Jennifer Beals is cooling Angelica's tooties <laughs> in the pool. And Tina's like, what are you doing? Tina's like, just Tina is on one. She really <laughs> is. She's just like so stressed out. She's just, like, I'm going to be late for my meeting. I haven't pumped yet or fed it. But I don't know why she's yelling at Beth about it. What yeah. Did- I'm like, get up earlier, Tina. I don't yeah, know. get up. Pump in your sleep, bitch. I don't know. <laughs> Get it done. <laughs> Squeeze those nips. And oh and then God. and Bet is being so funny because she's being super passive aggressive, but just to Angie, just to the baby. Yeah. yeah. It's like that thing when you're like, tell mommy that she's a bitch. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're like, I can hear you. Yeah. And then the ultimate role reversal. Tina asks Bet to pick up her dry clean. Ooh. And Bet is a total bitch about it. Yeah. Again. <laughs> <laughs> but in this like very funny way yeah because normally she's so like she like, gets confrontational with tina and then yeah. this one she's just kind of like whatever whatever you're <laughs> acting ridiculous and yeah. it's so funny mm-hmm. normally I'm, it's very like oh god they're like going at it again yeah but i was like this is actually hilarious it's because the baby you get a baby involved mm. it makes it much more enjoyable to yeah. fight right obviously yeah i don't know anything about that i don't have a baby so <laughs> i do it Carol. Bebe. A bebe. Then we go to the planet um, where Kit says that Carmen has been invited to DJ a Russell Simmons party and she's so excited. But there's a problem. Tomorrow night at the Abbey, a real place. A real place. I was disarmed by that. I was truly shocked that they name dropped the Abbey, except that I wasn't. But I um, feel like the existence of the planet is I that the it planet- is restaurant, coffee shop, and night, like nightlife space. performance space. So. Yeah. yeah. Also, Russell Simmons is playing with a band called Black Butterfly. <laughs> like, what? How can we suggest to people who don't know who Russell Simmons is <laughs> right? that this is a black guy Kit was talking to? <laughs> we'll name his band Black butterfly Incredible. yeah and they probably were like black black and then they looked and like one of the writers had a butterfly tattoo and they were like <laughs> they were like black butterfly black butterfly it. put it you on the it. board <laughs> take the rest of the day off we're going to lunch exactly but tomorrow night there's an opening of, of uh, wax of shane for wax yeah the shane for wax what's carmen gonna do <gasps> <gasps> she can't go to both but also does she know what time either event is happening couldn't she go to both i'm just saying she doesn't even have the information well, for the Russell Simmons Sh- t- event yet. Shane is supportive of her going. Yeah. Mistake. I mean, in 2019, <laughs> we can say that. In hindsight, <laughs> in yeah. hindsight, we realize they had some miscommunication yeah, happening in this episode. They did. <laughs> then we go to the TV. Oh, yes. We go to Billie Jean King. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. Who's welcoming us back to the 2006 Mercedes-Benz Challenge, which is a tennis tournament. Mm-hmm. And she's interviewing Dana Fairbanks, who just won her match. Oh, my what? God. <laughs> oh, wow. And, and she's like, it's so great to see you back out there. Yeah. She just won a match. Uh-huh. Uh, they talk about how they're both lesbian athletes. Yes. 
And Dana's like, thank you for, you know, paving the way with mm -hmm. your own Subaru that my Subaru could follow. Mm -hmm. And then Dana's actually very cute in the mm -hmm. scene. I remember this. And she's like, you're my hero. And it's like, I it's thought a that was a very awkward interview. I mean, it's like <laughs> neither of them should be doing interviews. No, no. Like Billie Jean King sh probably should not be interviewing Dana Fairbanks. No, but you know, everybody like was freaked out when they found out that she was going to be on the show. Like, we got Billie Jean. <laughs> yeah. We got Billie Jean. Yeah. Anyway, Dana should have her over for dinner so they can look at that sculpture. Oh, yeah. The athlete's uh, sculpture that Alice ta taught us about because we've never seen the inside of Dana's house. Right. <laughs> <sighs> then we cut back to the planet where we learn that Alan Cumming, Billy Blakey, thinks that vegans have sweeter tasting cum. Yes, he does say that. He doesn't swallow personally. He spits. And this is all just like breakfast conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and then he inquires um, to Bette Porter. He asked Bette Porter, um, when's the last time that you ate out? Why does everyone know that they're not having sex? Is that yeah, just... Right? Like, why does, why does <laughs> Alan Cummings' character know this? Because <laughs> he's like the sex wizard. <laughs> he's a party promoter. He's the manager of the planet and a sex, sex wizard. wizard. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Bette just looks like a person who hasn't, who hasn't been laid in a while. out. <laughs> then Max comes in and Billy is like dream angel you know looking yeah. at him like a chorus of angels starts singing yeah birds fly around Max's head he's like who is that I will say also that Max looks super cute in this little outfit with the jacket and the hat I was I into it the uh, hat is very like I've placed it specifically <laughs> askew yeah. in a way that is ridiculous but yeah. sure it's cute Bet has to leave to go see Julia in the hospital um, that's the like lesbian from the other episode who does the art. And I like truly don't know who that is. Oh, really? It's from she was the one who was showing that the like pussy is a, eating pussy is a Patriot Act art. Oh, that was season one, right? No, it was last episode. Right. It or two. Epi last. It was two episodes ago. It was the, oh, one the one I wasn't here for. Yeah. It's Jenny's first shift at the planet. She wants to like drop Max off at the table to sit while she waits tables. Yes. Mm hmm. I mean, I don't know why they're making such a big deal out of this. Like why it has become a plot point in the scene because people hang out at the planet all the time, yeah, including right. everyone on this show. Uh -huh. So for Max to just be chilling there, like doing whatever is like not weird, mm -hmm. but everyone gets super weird about it for some reason. <laughs> and also Jenny drops that Max needs an IT job. Yes. If anyone knows anyone. Excuse me. Does anyone have any openings in their IT department? Yes. This guy knows about computers. Yeah. That's basically what happens. And then we go to KCRW. Yeah. Okay. Ruth, who we've established, is Alice's producer. Mm -hmm. Super annoyed with her. And last episode, she demanded that Alice could not keep doing her show because she would be fired unless she started actually telling her what the show would be about mm -hmm. and turning in scripts beforehand because she keeps talking about Dana and everyone's going crazy. Mm -hmm. So in this scene, Alice is pitching a bunch of fashion pieces mm -hmm. and Ruth is like, what on earth does this have to do with the chart and interconnectivity? So my first question here yes. is how realistic is it that Alice has been going on for months with seemingly mm -hmm. no one noticing or caring and now suddenly they want like outlines and scripts ahead of time. It's and also speaking about the personal lives of a famous tennis player. Yeah. Right. Just going on air and Just rambling and carrying on about people's personal lives. Yeah, that would never, never. happen. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I Watching this kind of gave me PTSD, I guess, <laughs> yeah. in some sort of sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's. I'm. I'm also kind of mind boggled that she doesn't have a producer. It's just Alice uh-huh. getting on a mic. Yeah. yeah, and ranting. Yeah, it's like someone greenlit that show. Yeah, and then it was airing for months. It seems, and no one, no one stepped in or said anything yeah. for a while. Where has Ruth been? I, Great I question. More, more Ruth. I want to know what's up with Ruth. She yeah, just showed up, up last week out of nowhere. If you were her producer and her pitches were the evolution of the little black dress <laughs> or reading a pig, get you big, give a pig a pancake out loud, which would you pick? I would fire her. <laughs> <laughs> that is the correct answer. Fair. Um, how many months ago would you have fired Alice? <laughs> Alice would never have gotten a show. I mean... That's another thing about KCRW. I don't see them hiring her. All mm-hmm. of our shows are hosted by white people over 40. <laughs> I, I don't see where she's getting in. <laughs> she also, like, they, they suggest oh in this, I think in this episode that her, her show takes place at, like, 3 o'clock once a week or something like that. But in the last two episodes ago, she was doing it at like dawn. She was like the like the sun was rising. Yeah, <laughs> there are so many inconsistencies about her show. I mean, just even in this episode, mm-hmm. I wrote them all down because yes. I was so yes. angry yes. about it. Yeah. Then she starts talking about if you give a pig a pancake, mm-hmm. which is you know my, one of my favorite pitch. one of one of my favorite books as a child was if you give a mouse a cookie. Yeah. And then they had the sequel if you give a moose a muffin. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I guess eventually they had the one with the pig and the pancake. Yeah. I found out as an adult, I went back and reread that book. It is really fucked up. It's very Republican. Oh really? really? It's basically like if you keep giving people things, they're just going to keep asking for more things. It's like anti-welfare. When you actually think about it. Wow. Um, I, I realized that like a few years ago and I was like, oh my God, this is propaganda. <laughs> so, I don't know that it was meant to be that. Yeah. I think it was just supposed to be like, it's funny. You give him a cookie. He's going to want milk. I, thought I was reading a- it. I was like, this is. Hmm. Mm, my like guess this. was that giving a pig a pancake ends with the pig becoming bacon and then being served with the pancake for breakfast. That's really dark. That's so dark. <laughs> but I love it. I mean, look, it's, it's a possible, cycle of life. right? It's possible i thought so okay then we go to the planet where somehow billy has like also it seems to know that max is like trans in some way yes because so billy tells um max that um he should come to a party for people like us which he says is for and max is like what do you mean like us and he's like people who've changed their bodies to match their brains or changed their brains to match their bodies which was interesting yes and then max is kind of like huh and then that's that whole scene. Yeah. So. Back to Bettina's? <laughs> Back to Bettina's. Tina looks hot. Yeah. Good for Tina. Good for Tina. Love Tina with a job now. Tina's wearing much yeah, better Yeah, love outfits. Tina with a job. Uh, Bet is going to go to D.C. Um, to testify because Julia can't go to D.C. to testify. And Tina is furious because then they're going to have a babysitter three nights in a row. Oh, my God. Angelica's never going to be a success in life if she continues to have a babysitter. Three whole nights in a row. Three whole nights in a row. What happened to attachment parenting? Yeah, attached to nothing, it sounds like. (laughs) De-attachment parenting. How dare you? And Tina is like, Bet, you agreed that if I got a job that you would take care of everything at home. Yeah. Tina's being... Tina's being... This whole season, it seems like Tina is just trying to pick a fight with Bet at every opportunity. Yeah. And we haven't gotten into the why of it yet, really. No. Well, yeah, right. Or whatever. But, it, but yeah, it's like she wants to. And also it seems like this is like an interesting opportunity for Beth that matters on a micro and a macro level and that Tina's not very supportive of it. I wrote down, it looks like they hate each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Tina's like, are you getting paid for this? <laughs> yeah. 
Great acting. Great acting. <laughs> also, yeah. Bet says such a funny line. She's like, PBS is up for grabs for Christ's sake, which I don't know why. Then that's such a funny line. PBS is Mr. Rogers is testifying, and I'm going to be there. Sesame Street. No one's talking about Sesame Street. <laughs> no one's talking about Sesame Street. Then Bet happens to mention that she's meeting with Senator Grisham. Dun, dun, dun. And Tina's like, oh, the dyke. And then Bet is like, uh, lesbians. I hate how lesbians assume that every strong, outspoken woman is automatically a dyke. And I'm like, first of all, bet fuck you. Okay. Second of all, they are. They are. <laughs> and it is part of our Culture. job as a community to uh, speculate and assume that any strong, powerful woman who is hot, uh, outspoken and or hot is uh, a lesbian Correct. or queer. Yeah. And I think that bet really betrayed all of us in this moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's fucked up. As- fucked up, bet. Fucked up, but but Tina then sort of softens a little because she gets excited talking about like art and politics and stuff. But I think it's also like a little wet for Senator Grisham. And I then, mean, it wouldn't be right. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bet's like, "Well, I'll miss you." And Tina's like, mm, "I got a pump." Yeah, I'm got I'm gonna pump my boob. And then Tina, and, and then, then she's like, "I'll miss you." <laughs> and Tina's like, "Very into her pumping." Yeah. yeah. I can't hear you. It's so loud. What did you say? Something that is cold. Oof, ice cold. Mm. These two are a mess. This is cold. That was so cold. These two are a mess. I'm like, bet. Get on the plane. Go. I would have been. I would have gone straight to the bathroom and texted all my friends. She won't say I miss you back. What should I do? (laughs) Should I leave her? Yes. (laughs) Uh, yes, you should. Then we go to Shenny's. Okay, so. The kitchen is dirty. It's a mess. However, the kitchen is dirty in a way that I found. It looks like someone like let a monkey loose in <laughs> the kitchen. Why is spaghetti <laughs> on the floor? Yeah, that's uh, like I get that there's like a the spaghetti. Po- someone ate spaghetti and like left the pot with yeah. the spaghetti in it. It honestly looks like a bunch of rich people who never had to clean up a mess in their lives. are like, make this kitchen look messy. And they just like <laughs> threw spaghetti around, you know? <laughs> And in addition to the mess being a very weird mess that not suggestive of like human interaction with food and and kitchen items, the way that Carmen is cleaning the kitchen is also bananas. (laughs) Like I overuse paper towels, everyone. I'm sorry. But (laughs) Carmen basically, first of all, she's cleaning the cutting board with like a wad of paper towels instead of just washing it in the sink like a normal person. All she's doing is taking paper towels, no spray, no water, just dry paper towels. Yeah. And pushing the crumbs yeah. onto yeah. the stove. Yeah. Yes. As one does. As one does. I like to get the crumbs off the stove. There. I said it. So many trees died for this scene to happen. So you know it, they had to shoot it many times. Yeah. So a lot of trees. Anyway, I was so distracted by this that I hardly understood what was happening <laughs> in the scene, which is that Carmen's mad because I guess Max makes spaghetti and then throws it all over the kitchen, which <laughs> is... I would be mad too, but she's not mad enough to to get a surface spray or water. <laughs> and then Shane is like, hey, you should DJ the party. You shouldn't go to my wax opening, which is true in my opinion. Yes, I agree. And Carmen's like... Then Carmen gets upset. Her response, I could not read it. I think it was that she's like, oh, like you don't... Like she wants Shane to really want her to be there. Right. And Shane is like... This isn't that big of a deal to me. This is such a big, your Russell Simmons DJ thing is such a big deal to you. Like I w- I'm supporting you. I want you to go do that. And like, don't worry about this. It's like, whatever we'll do. We'll have more skateboard parties yeah. at my hair salon. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Carmen gets um, very pouty. Yeah. Yeah. Carmen sees this as like a, their whole relationship. 
yeah. is writing on this. Yeah, which feels unimportant DJ. So yeah. unimportant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Carmen's I, the only one that thinks this is a like a gigantic, huge problem. I feel like <laughs> it's pretty standard, especially for people in LA, because it's LA's filled with like creatives who are constantly like about to get their next gig that mm -hmm. may or may not be the big thing, or like in, you know, are like living gig to gig financially or like really trying to make it. That I feel like it's understood. If you get a career opportunity, that's more important than like most things. Most things. That's take it. Take yeah. It. Yeah. And um, I feel like most couples understand that. Yep. So yeah. I thought this was very weird. It was like Shane understood that. Yeah. And Carmen was looking for like a different answer. Right. Also, Shane, like if it's Shane's party, like he, she's not going to be able to like pay that much attention to Carmen anyway. Very you know? true. That's a really good point. So, I mean, as we see, she's very busy at the party, which we haven't gotten to yet, but we'll <laughs> she's see. so busy on her skateboard. <laughs> so then we go to a theatre. A theatre. <laughs> Tina and Helena exit a documentary screening and they go to meet the filmmaker. Helena must meet the filmmaker. Must meet this visionary. Her name is Dylan, played by Alexandra Hedison. Who has dated Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres, DeGeneres and Jodie Foster. Oh. Every now and then you can tell they cast from like the power lesbian social group that they were all in. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of those moments. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Helena loves the documentary and wants to set up a meeting um, they got with, married in 2014. She's married to Jodie Foster. Wow. Yeah. Alexander Hedison married to Jodie Foster, who, by the way, bet is an example of a strong, outspoken woman who we all said was a dyke, and she is. <laughs> we were right, comma, bet. Yeah. Um, so Helena basically like cannot restrain herself. She basically <laughs> offers to finance the entire film. And finance I'll, the hell out of this film. And goes, give her a bigger budget. Yeah. Yeah. Also... I was a little confused. Like, I know documentary yeah. filmmaking is, like, its own beast. So, like, what were they – they made it sound like they were watching a screening of the entire right. finished documentary. So what do they need an additional budget for? I, I get that they're trying to sell it or, like, get investors into it unless they have more shooting they need to do or more – I don't know. It was very confusing. They didn't really get into it, whatever. I, I assumed it was distribution, but I guess that doesn't really make sense. They would need funding. Funding for additional shooting. That's what it sounded like. That's what yeah. it sounded like. Yeah. Did they just watch like some clips? Like a sizzle of right? sorts? Like what did they show them? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's, they, there's a lot of people coming out of that theater. Yeah. So it's just yeah. like, what did they see? Maybe they did like a mock-up of it like with Lego people instead of real people. And oh, what they yeah. need the funding for is to turn That's, the... Legos into real people. That's mm -hmm. true. That's how most documentaries get funded. Yeah. Yeah. Is that how um, you guys do your work with Legos? Absolutely. Okay. Always Legos. That's how we made Suicide Kill. It was first, it was just Legos. Yeah. Wow. I know. Can I, can I see that somewhere on Vimeo? <laughs> Definitely. Yes. Is it on um, Amazon? It's, well, the Lego, the Lego link version. Is, yes. Uh, yes. It's password protected. I'll oh, have to okay. get you a link Great. to that. So don't go searching for it, guys. You won't find it. <laughs> Dylan is very flattered by Helena's offer. Helena is doing her usual, like, I found a hot person who has something they care about. I'm going to make it the thing I care about. Yes. And it's, I mean, she look, she, it's a pattern, and it's at least it's consistent. Also, to note, her film studio is now called Peabody Shaolin. Yeah. So is Which mine. is so unnecessary. Just call it one or the other. Yeah. Not necessary to have it be both. But. And then Dylan's like, there's someone I want you to meet, and then goes to get the person they want them to meet and Who they clearly had not cast yet because yeah. <laughs> we do not meet him in this episode no we don't but we will meet him later and ladies and gentlemen and otherwise identified people he's a cylon oh another cylon yeah oh, another man. cylon that's right i forgot mm -hmm. so many cylons on the show 
So we'll see. We'll meet little little Danny Wilson later. He is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Tina tells Helena that's her producer. Yeah. And I think it's also her boyfriend. Which is like, but that was a total les. So what the fuck? Right. You know. I mean, mm-hmm. that's how this show is. Very gay. Yeah. His gay hair. The gayer your hair is on the show, the more likely they are to be like, let's be subversive and make this person straight. <laughs> you know, that's totally the way the show likes to be subversive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then mm. we go to Bettina's where Kit and Angus seem to be pretty into each other. Yes. They're flirting. Angus is very sweet. It's cute. It's, I don't, it's really not. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no. You hated it's it? anything but cute. They're, that coupling is just so what the fuck to me yeah i no it sickens me <laughs> i couldn't remember if i because i remember hating that coupling but i was i was trying to be like i was thinking it was like i must have hated it because like by the end like everything that happens with them and when he's like shitty and now i'm like is this a good coupling i mean it doesn't really make any sense no no the show does this a lot where like a relationship is seen as viable because one person is sort of like obsessed with the other person mm. rather than it being about how they get along with each other. Like it's about like, oh, I love this person. I'm like attracted to this person. And I think they're great. So like they should be with me rather than like I should be with this person because like we click. Mm. Totally. Like you he know? lists all those like very intimate details about her life, which That's I don't so really weird. know how he knows that. From, from being a sensitive male. A Wikipedia search? Like, or from a Wikipedia search, yeah. Does he have, I mean, he does spend this whole episode convincing her to date him, which yeah. is definitely weird. Yeah. That's not. That's no. Not, but before we get more of that, we go to the quote-unquote party <laughs> uh, where Billy is like, here's Jenny and Moira, and then is like asks, like, do you go by any other names to them? And, and Jenny's like, she sometimes goes by Max. So then Billy introduces him to everyone as Max. Everyone's like doing cocaine at this party. Mm-hmm. This is, he's wearing a tank that says drug dealer. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> um, there's framed Tom Finland prints on the wall. This is a very queer event. Yeah. It's a queer event. It's not a, it's not like this a is like his living room, event. right? Like I yeah. look like someone's like weird basement. Where I think it's his weird basement. Yeah. There's like five people there. So it's pretty bumping. Yeah. They're sitting on couches. Everyone's outfit is terrible. Everyone looks like amazing in a terrible <laughs> terrible way yeah um also canadian singer biff naked is in the scene yes um i was a big fan for a brief period of time when i was really into canadian rock music <laughs> in high school so as you do that's i just it's a phase some of us go through some of us don't <laughs> go back to bettina's uh kid has been instructed not to make dinner because angus wants to make dinner but for some reason kid is making like a dessert plate she has like 10 pieces of pound cake and some cookies and putting them on a plate and Angus is like, why are you doing this? And then he wants to start making out. But she's like, I'm old enough to be your mother. And he's like, my grandmother. Yuck. Yeah. Again, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> that's that's Angus. what's going to convince her. Yeah. I know, right? Like, that's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, well, you said grandmother. So yeah. I'm like super into you now. Yeah. He's like, I don't look at MILF porn. I look at GILF porn. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Then we go back to the quote unquote party where someone is asking the classic party question. What's your novel about, Jenny? (laughs) And she's like, it's just bullshit about my childhood. And then Max is like, there's a great story in it about a carnival, which is a lie. It's not great. It's horrid. Awful. Awful. Also, so I guess Max reads Jenny's stuff now. I guess he probably found it on her hard drive. He was making sure that the files were backed up and then he found where she typed them in the first place. Yeah. 
today's episode is brought to you by Lola. If you're a person who gets a period, well, do we have something for you? That's right. Lola is a modern approach to period products. It is a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. The FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their period and hygiene products, so most of them don't. Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, pads, liners, and wipes. That's true. Major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products, including rayon and polyester. Yikes. Their period and hygiene <laughs> products may also be treated with harsh chemical cleansing agents, fragrances, and dyes. Lola products are 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. Lola is also good for the environment. I love the environment. <laughs> Lola offers pads, liners, and both BPA-free plastic applicator or environmentally friendly non-applicator tampons. And their cleansing wipes are the first biodegradable, all-natural wipe of their kind. They also donate their products to homeless shelters across the U.S., which is honestly very cool. It is very cool. You know what I like about Lola tampons is that you can fit them in your pocket. Yeah, that's cool. I love a pocket tampon. Love a small Yeah, like if you like get a sort tampon or a, or a pocket tampon, I'm like, I want the one that fits in my pocket. Yep. And also, you know what else is interesting? What? That they're like the colors, like the lightest is the lightest blue and then the heaviest period is the darkest blue. I love that these are period products that aren't um, like traditional like girl, stereotypical girl colors. Like everything's like pink and purple. These are blue, like shades of blue. It's yeah, very lovely. Packaging is very sexy, honestly. The packaging is super sleek. Minimalist. And also it's it's nice because you, every time I get my period, I'm like, ugh, I don't have any tampons you know and so it's nice that someone else takes care of that for you they're like here's your tampons they're here in the mail exactly you can create a customizable subscription which is super easy and you just do it online and you customize your product type and build your own little box based on what you need every month yeah like wipes pads tampons you can decide how many boxes you would like sent to you and how frequently you want them sent cancel skip an order or modify your subscription anytime Lola emails you two days before your boxes ship and prides themselves on no surprises or gimmicks. Lola delivers right to my door in a well-designed discreet box, personalized to have the right variety for my needs. Lola has a special offer for To Ellen Back listeners. For 40% off your first month's subscription, visit mylola.com and enter the code to Ellen Back. That's all one word, to L and back when you subscribe. T-O-L-A-N-D-B-A-C-K. And then you'll have tampons right there at your doorway. They just show up at your house because sometimes you're like, oh shit, I need tampons and you yeah. don't have them. But then you would have them if you did this. And I think that would probably be a great thing to do for future you. Like Especially let present you do something nice for future yeah, you. Yeah, you're giving a future you a, a favor. And this is yeah. also great. Like if you're one of those people who like doesn't remember that they have periods until they have a period and then you're like, what the fuck? Which is, this is great for you. Most people I know. <laughs> yeah. With periods. Forget yeah. about If them. you're someone who like disassociates from your period, it's good to have a company that is associating with your period by sending you your period products. So, you know, you go on, you go click, 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 and yeah. then you don't have to think about it anymore. You don't have to think about it anymore and you don't have to steal and your girlfriend's tampons. that's kind of great. So once again, that code is to Ellen back, all one word, for 40% off your first month subscription. That's almost 50% off. It's 10% less than 50. Yes. Yeah. Correct. That's mylola.com. To Ellen Back is the code. Thank us later. Um, then we find out that this other guy there writes for Go Magazine and Bitch Magazine, which makes sense. I was very confused by that. <laughs> well, like, like this line of dialogue tracks? Oh, weird. Because I didn't remember, like I didn't realize that bitch was mentioned in the L word or that go was mentioned in the L word. I 
definitely like didn't remember. That, yeah. But. I'd also like to note that like I've also written for Go and Bitch. So oh God, congratulations. Um, wow. Me and um, this person have like a lot in common. I think his name is Tom. Tom. Um, Tom's also working on a screenplay. Yeah. It's called Boy World B-O-I. B-O-I World. But first she asks, what does he write? And he says, mostly nonfiction, which is not how people answer that question. <laughs> You know, no one's like, do you write fiction or nonfiction? You know what I mean? That's how people are asking. Anyway, uh, so he's writing a screenplay. Jenny says she never wants to write a screenplay. Ha. Huh. Flag that. Yeah. That's, remember that for later. Remember that. Many months later from now, we are going to bring this up again. Yeah. The guy says that his screenplay is about a girl realizing that he is not a she. And then he talks about top surgery or the guy girl he's with talks about how he got top surgery mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how they shaped his pecs or whatever. The way she talks about it is very working at a doctor's office. <laughs> pamphlet, the literature they hand you at the doctor's office. It has office. a strong pamphlet vibe, <laughs> but like slightly sexual also. Yeah, know? like a sexy mm-hmm. pamphlet. Like a sexy pamphlet. You know? This is Biff Naked, okay? She is a musician. <laughs> right. So first. this is Biff Naked <laughs> describing top surgery. What a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like so this is about your life and billy is like maybe it's about yours max billy is like just coked out and in people's heads (laughs) (laughs) thank you you just nailed that like he's like really like getting in there like it's like he just met him earlier that day i don't know i know i think this is totally inappropriate right well i mean it's like i think that the the people that are making those assumptions are coming from a place of like wanting the person to feel comfortable and accepted and safe but like it comes across in a very like, why are you telling me about my life? You don't know me. Kind right. Of yeah. Thing? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And also like, why um, can this like, why, what about me suggests that like, there's no way that this could possibly be like, I could not be trans. You know what I mean? Right. Anyway. Yeah. Billy's being very inappropriate. I think. Yes. He's just like doing a lot. He's like yeah. doing a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Max says that he has thought about all of this since he was mm-hmm. a kid, which um, I thought that was very cool. That yeah. They had that. Like that, like Max wasn't confused, right? Because it seems mm-hmm. the way like he's playing it, it yeah. feels. I know, I don't know if it's like a acting choice, <laughs> but it does feel like he's he's a little like, "What are you guys talking about?" Yeah. But then he's yeah. like, "No, I've like totally thought about this before." And yeah. then Jenny, of course, is like, "Huh? Why didn't you tell <laughs> Why me? Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> me? So I, I could write it into a story. I could have put it in my book. <laughs> tell me everything. <laughs> it's safe with me. <laughs> it's not. Don't tell Jenny anything." Then we go to Bettina's, uh, where Angus is listing famous relationships between older people and younger people. And the one he fixates on <laughs> didn't work out. No. Those- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you talking about Mary-Kate Letra now? Yeah. Yeah. Aren't they still together? Oh, no. They got divorced. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I went, the, did she go to the, jail? She did. Oh, oh yeah. She, yeah. Did. Oh, she yes. very much did. Okay. Oh, she yes. did. Yeah. That's For I remember, a very long time. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. And then she, then when she got out of jail, they got married. And then right? they did not make it. Correct. That's so odd that they didn't make it. Is it? it <laughs> is that really wild? <laughs> uh, if so you guys don't know the story, Mary Kay Letourneau had a relationship with what her, how old was he? 13? 13 year old student. Yeah. Um, Whew. Which is illegal Whew. for a reason. Yes. But claimed they were truly in love. Yes. This poor guy. Yikes. Yikes on bikes. Uh, anyway. Anyway, this is Angus's like reasoning for why they can be together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is insane. Absolutely insane. Kit says he doesn't know what he's getting into. And then he's like, yes, I do. I know everything about you. And like reads her biography to her. And then she's like, 
but I'm going through menopause. And then he's shocked. He gets like weird. Yeah. Yeah. He completely shuts down. Yeah. Menopause. <laughs> what? Maybe he doesn't know what that is. Yeah, maybe mm. not. Then we go to family court. <laughs> like this is, is this, a, why does she go to DC? Like this, it looks like a tiny, it looks like night court. Like the, the set, set for night court. Not, or the set for Judge Judy. Looks nothing like a Senate hearing. No. Also, Betty is singing America, America <laughs> to take us into this. Oh, God. Was, oh, man. A choice. A, a, must they? It was a choice. Quite a choice. It was a must choice. they do it? They did it. Oh, they did it. Senator Grisham Just because is you late. can do something doesn't mean you should do something. Right. For example, Senator Grisham can be late. She can do whatever she wants. But she shouldn't be. But she is. But it's rude. She's running late. She arrives very dramatically. Yes. In a flurry of action. But we let us, let us linger not upon that because we must go to wax <laughs> where uh, Carmen is wearing a weird shirt and Shane is smoking a joint with Chase in the middle of the day. Yeah. So shit's hopping over there. (laughs) And uh, they're like, oh my God, Dana's game is on. (laughs) Is that the scene? Yeah. What's that? I think that's exactly what they do. Hey, it's time for the tennis match. Mm -hmm. And then, but the tennis match has clearly been on for hours because they're already in the third set. Oh my God. Yeah. Terrible friends. You're welcome. Then we go back to Shaolin where Tina is on a call, but she's also like watching Dana's game on the computer. What is the art behind Tina's desk? Do you think it's yet another Bet Porter office art from yes. the CAC? Because yeah. that's what it felt like. Yeah, I was like, this is intense uh, it's like, art. It's like very gay mm-hmm. art. Yeah. It's definitely from whatever revolving wall, desk wall collection that yeah. it has. Yeah. I think these are all from Eileen's private collection. <laughs> Actually, these are probably all just like recreated prints, huh? Honestly, with this show, I don't know. I feel like they actually did feature. Helena shows up then with like her boobs are basically all all the way out of her shirt. And she's like, when's the meeting with Dylan? (laughs) Her stage. (laughs) My God. God. (laughs) Helena. She's like, I started this movie studio to meet women and I'm ready for my first date. (laughs) (laughs) I actually kind of like Tina and Helena being coworkers. Yeah. Yeah. I I enjoyed their scenes together in this episode. Mm -hmm. Um. So much more than when they were trying to date. Yeah. yeah. Way better situation. They're better as business partners because Helena is like a like a little bratty kid sometimes. Yes. And mm-hmm. Tina's no fun at all. Yeah. So yeah. she just like puts Perfect her in a place. pairing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's an ideal work yeah. pairing. Yeah. Not a good relationship pairing. No. Back at Wax, Dana's game is on. Wow. Uh, <laughs> mom, her mom's at the game. Her mom's at the game. Dana's mom is at the game with Lara. Uh, back at Wax. Alice wanders into wax like wa- like that's how she walks in like she's wandering. she walks in and she's like looking around like she's <laughs> yeah. literally wandering in yeah like oh hey guys. where oh, is everybody hey, hey everyone and then Shane's voice from off screen adding <laughs> post production hey we're over here Dana's game is on Woo! <laughs> and so she comes over and to sit down then we cut to the game where um Lara's like Dana something wrong with Dana and then mom and Lara have a fight <laughs> You know, because about like it, how tough Dana is. Yeah. Something. Yeah. And She's then knocks. Dana looks like tired want. for a second. Yeah. Right. She like goes to serve and then has to like take a breather. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but then she has a comeback and she wins. Woo! Oh, Everybody Dana. screams. Everyone's vagina explodes. Everyone's <laughs> stomach opens and all of this confetti comes out. Everyone's excited. And then and- some, they drive 
a Mercedes right onto the court because she won a car. Yeah. Yeah. Laura's outfit is horrible in this scene. Yeah. Did they it intentionally is. all wear white? I know. Is <laughs> that was, some like tennis thing? Yeah. Right. Is it? I mean, is it? it I don't think the don't audience know. needs to wear certain outfits at tennis. That's true. Yeah. A lot of polo shirts in this episode, just as a general over overthought. Yeah. Maybe Laura borrowed that shirt from Howie. Maybe. Anyway, we get to see. So they win a car, which my first question was, what happened between Eileen Shaken and Subaru? I want to know. My second question Falling out is sometimes. actually a statement, which is actually a recap of the next part of the show, which is Dana and Lara do have a French kiss. <laughs> is that what that was? <laughs> it was like one entire person was trying to swallow the other person. Yeah. It was the most over the top TV makeout. Laura yeah. like sits on the car, open her legs. Yeah, yes. basically. Yeah. yeah. So that was on live television. And yeah. Alice is sad. Yeah, it was just yeah. And the commentators are still talking and neither of them none of them mention what's happening. Yeah. None yeah. of them can you imagine not mentioning that? Even no. this year. Even this year, twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. like yeah. like the women's world cup, like mm-hmm. they win, someone kisses someone, and everyone is talking about it instantly. Greeting yeah. a fan, yes. Yes. Greeting Yes, exactly. <laughs> I remember yes, greeting a fan. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, this should have been like eh, do it, do it, you know? Just me at my house being like, make up. <laughs> two women are on TV. And sometimes it happens. It appears that Dana has stuck her tongue down Lara's throat. Yeah, they didn't they get into the it. play by play. Yeah. <laughs> well, that Subaru just rolled in. Hope it doesn't <laughs> run them over. Mercedes Benz. Did I say Subaru? You, you sure did. did. Fuck me. I'm fired. I've rehired you. We're going to. Oh, the- thank you so much. We're going back to Judge Judy Court, um, where <laughs> Bet is. Totally a Judge Judy. <laughs> Bet oh. is seems like she's not doing well or like they're not convinced. The senators are not convinced. Yeah, she was like a little flustered coming into this scene, it feels like. Yeah. And then the like lead white guy like starts burning a yeah. picture. That would never that would happen. Never happen. F- like that, even now in like whatever you want to call the current situation in Washington, I don't think I could actually imagine someone burning. Like lighting something on fire during an impeachment hearing. I wish someone would light right. that something would, on fire. I mean, that would be great. That was because it would be like, whoa. That would make incredible fodder for yeah. KCRW. Yeah, but. definitely. <laughs> it is um, good because the title of this episode is Light My Fire. Ah. Do you think it was about this man? It could have also been about Jenny's book burning. Wow, so much so many fire images in this episode. Yeah. Anyway, so he tries to burn a picture of like pussy eating as a Patriot Act or whatever. Right. Which... Stupid. I wanted all the sprinklers to come on, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Right? That would have been great. That would have been great, but it, it didn't. Instead, we get a very similar feeling, which is Bet delivering, like, an excellent Bet monologue. Yes. This is the birth of political Bet. Uh, yes, We're it witnessing is. it yep. right here. This mm-hmm. is where... This is the moment. She's like, you're just the reigning vigilantes of the moment. And this is not unpatriotic. They're unpatriotic Mm -hmm. because uh, this is a distraction. Mm -hmm. It's a wanton distraction. A wanton distraction. From people who are suffering, real suffering. Mm -hmm. And the end, you know? Beautiful summary of. Thank you. That's very impassioned. Did you write down what she said? No. I didn't either. I'm just doing it from memory. Wow. She does say wanton distraction, though. I know. Yeah, she does. Un American. Not as un-American as what you just did. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. You know what you are? You're just the latest 
reigning vigilante, self-appointed cultural watchdogs of the moment, devoting countless hours and enviable resources to this bogus mission of stifling creative expression in the name of patriotism. Miss Porter. And you know what it is, Senator? It's a distraction. It is a wanton distraction, because let's just be forthright and honest about what is truly unpatriotic. Abject poverty is unpatriotic. The failure of our education system is unpatriotic. Lies told by presidents as justification for war is unpatriotic. It is unpatriotic that elected lawmakers failed to acknowledge, let alone address, real desperation. So, and obviously Senator Grisham is like super turned on. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Also, a word about Senator Grisham. Dana Delaney. Yeah. Can we talk about Can we talk about Dana Delaney? Dana Delaney fan club meeting. Now come to order. If y'all don't know who Dana Delaney is, look her up on IMDb. She's a legendary actress. Another also also plays queer women pretty frequently. Yes, she does. In Desperate Housewives, right? Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. I love that season. Yeah. I know that was so great. Yeah. Loved that. I really loved Desperate Housewives. Now that, that I'm thinking about mm-hmm. it, it's a good show. <laughs> yes, Bet is like trailed out of the courtroom by all this media, who's like blah blah, tap me on me, and then Grisham catches up with her and is like, "Come to my cocktail party." And she's like, "I have to go back to Los Angeles." She's like, "No, you don't." And she's like, "You're right. I'm going to the cocktail party." <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Very quick convincing. And then we go to KCRW. <laughs> Woo! Where Alice is struggling on this air. Is, this is where everything just completely goes to shit. This, again, <laughs> would never happen. <laughs> never. Alice is like, I don't know what to talk about if I'm allowed to talk about Dana. And then... Uh, <laughs> on air. <laughs> on air, she said Yeah. That. Her producer holds up a sign that says, you are dead to me. Yeah, which is... I, I gotta say, I've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> that's realistic. Yeah, that's very realistic. Awesome. Yes. Then she starts talking about George W. Bush's penis. Yes. Yes. Would you like to share with us your feelings about this representation? <laughs> I mean, this is basically what my show is. Yeah. Is, <laughs> like penis politicians penis and penises. Politicians. Yeah. 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 Especially as of late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would still be more relevant now. I, yeah. I could see this happening today and it actually running through and everyone being okay with it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But back then. But no. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we go back to um, the tennis game where, where Dana's like, I got us a nice car. And they get into the car and they're like, it's a sweet ride. And then um, Alice. They turn, going on and on about They turn on the radio Mercedes. and um, she turns on Alice's on and we're hearing what Alice has just recorded about the dick in the Oval Office. Because when I want to test out. The sound system in my brand new luxury automobile. I want to listen to talk radio and not a song. Right. Well, that's the station it was already on. Which she turns it on and it's all Mercedes on. Benz come set to KCRW. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and and we Dana's, have to deal with them. Yes. And Dana's like, uh, I think that Alice has lost her mind. Over to and you. She has. Um, yeah, I don't get this because Alice is somehow recording this radio show, doing this radio show mm-hmm. in Santa Monica, and also watching the game at wax she doesn't wait a second i think that's showbiz whoa so that's a major complaint that's okay. a huge that's, continuity error. yeah <laughs> doesn't make sense so like if for the sake of argument she pre-recorded it mm-hmm. why the hell 
would they play that tape? <laughs> that makes it even crazier. Because, <laughs> like, what if someone records a terrible show? Can they just, like, replace it with, like, ocean yeah. sounds? Oh, totally. We have ocean sounds, yeah. emergency test system, oh, yeah. just some, like, general, like, soft music that yeah. we could play for hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything yeah. is better than Alice ranting about Bush's dick. Oh, God. What's worse, her ranting about Bush's and Clinton's dicks or about Dana for weeks? I'd say they're both equally bad. They're yeah. both bad. Actually, I think that, I mean, they're both slander. True. Which, again, would not be, would not be aired. aired. They would be, KCRW would be so horribly would, liable. Totally. It would be off the air. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like, public radio. We don't yeah. have any money. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how does she live if this is her job? How does Carrie Bradshaw live, you know? She, like, once a week strolls in and says something insane on the radio, and they're yeah. like, that's her job. Mm-hmm. That's not a, okay. We have some contributors that do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's their entire... Yeah, they do other work. Though. They, well... Mm. They're not crazy. Yeah. yeah. No. Alice also doesn't seem to be doing anything else at all other than being crazy. And playing her little... Ding, ding, ding. Xylophone. Random xylophone yeah. sounds. Yeah, I like that. The xylophone's nice. Yeah, I love music. I like that she sometimes introduces her show by talking about the song that was just playing. Is that realistic? Would That's, her show be mixed again, in with music No, not like realistic, no. Yeah. So our music and our uh, news commentary programs are very, very separated. There's no overlay. Yeah, I thought that was weird anytime they had her mentioning, like, that was the tra-la-las. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, really? I don't think that's right. I mean, I'm sure that was the band that was singing the song. I just... It was. Yeah, I remember. I think I wrote it down. On the other hand, she does spend the subsequent seasons talking about how she hosts a podcast, and the podcast is a video show on the internet (laughs) that she calls a podcast for the entire duration of the series. Oh, God. So... Can't wait for that. So things... (laughs) Just saying, clearly nobody was consulted that had any sort of media background outside of (laughs) television. (laughs) We go back to Washington, D.C., where, like, Grisham has invited Bed over to, like, look at her art. Yeah. Oh, look at my art collection. Yeah. Sure. And then she asks Bed if she's ever... You know, it's fun to, like, look at an art collection in front of, like, a roaring fire mm. while you're you're drinking scotch. Another fire. And... Another fire. <gasps> mm. Oh, my God. Everyone's fire is getting lit this, this time. This is the airy season episode. <laughs> <laughs> and Grisham, whose name is Barbara, by the way, which is gay... She asked Bet if she has ever thought about running for office. Oh. Holy shit. Earlier in the episode, Jenny said she's never writing a screenplay. Now we have Bet being asked if she's ever going to run for office. Little seeds. Little, little seeds. Little seeds planted in the backyard garden. Of our minds. Of our minds. Would you say that this scene is a top-off? Because it seemed like Bet was almost being out topped in this scene. It she just, totally was. Right? Yeah. She totally was. It's a top off. <laughs> I'm so glad we get an excuse to bring this back. And who wins? Right, well, we're we, not there yet. Okay. <laughs> but so far. Then we go back to the bottom off, which is Dana and Lara's bathroom. Where? <laughs> 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 Dana's putting on chapstick <laughs> to go out to the party game. <laughs> and the lighting is c- cool. Um, and Lara's shot through the mirror. That's yeah. Cool. Lara's like, you're tired. And Dana's like, I want to go out. I'm a tennis star. I'm a big fucking star. Yeah. 
That's what I say whenever anyone doesn't want to go out and I want to go out. I'm like, oh, a big fucking star. There's so few moments where I want to, I'm the one that wants to go I know, I was somewhere. like, this ne- has never happened, but. I'm like, I usually just want to be at Hypothetically. Home. No, I want to stay in. I'm a big tennis star. That's what I should That's say. That's what I'm going to start. Yeah. <laughs> then we go back to Shenny's, where Jenny's like looking through her closet. It's shot like through the closet. <sighs> totally just spaced on this part. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't write it down. Um, so Max is like, I don't want to go out with those girls. And Jenny's like, but they're my friends. And Max is like, mm. and then Max looks up. And for some reason, there's a full suit just hanging on the side of Jenny's. Where did she get that? How did she know his Who's size? Is that? What? She, and, and, and Max is like, where do you get that suit? And I think we all, we all are wondering, wondering the same thing. We yeah. would love to know where the suit came from. So, um, what are you like a suit salesman, Jenny? Yeah. Uh, Max also says like, your friends weren't very friendly to me. They're so cool and sophisticated. They were all really shitty to Max. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Terrible dinner. And Jenny didn't help. Yeah. Jenny didn't help at all. Jenny. It's just being Jenny. Just Jennying all over the place. Yeah. Anyway, but it seems like he's going to go to the party probably. And then we all go to the party together. We're at Wax. A Le Tigre song is playing. Yeah, it's tough. And Helena's like, congratulations, Dana. And then Max shows up in his suit and he's like, you did good at tennis, Dana. And like says something super specific about it. The volley. Yeah. Yeah. Great volley in the second inning or whatever. (laughs) No one noticed that. (laughs) No one noticed that but you, Max. Yeah, definitely. Old Max was the only person who noticed that. Yeah. Not the commentators or anything. No, no. Only Max. Only Only Max. Max. He's the purest tennis soul. <laughs> yeah, his soul is just a little tennis ball. It's a pure <laughs> tennis ball. And they're like, you look great in your suit. And then Alice and Dana are like, Dur-dur-dur. Alice is like bordering on normal for like a second. Yeah. A second. She's like, you, you, I'm, you did great. I'm proud of you. And Lara's like, I'm going to go get a drink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lara goes away for a second. And they actually have like a very okay interaction yeah and then um alice is like it was a great kiss which she says right as laura gets back fastest run to the bar in the history yeah right like there's well she did bring back two half empty cups of beer (laughs) she just stole those from someone (laughs) she just like found a kid with beer like like a skater (laughs) (laughs) she's like kicked a kid off his skateboard took his half drank beers and came back Mm -hmm. Then we go back to D.C. Yeah. In Barbara's art gallery slash home. (laughs) (laughs) And they continue to drink scotch and talk about art. Yes. Uh, And Barbara knows everything about that. She Googled her. For real. And wants to know why that was fired from the CAC. She's like, is it because you're a lesbian? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so funny. (laughs) And Beth doesn't answer the question. She does does not. not. Uh, no, not at all. But she's like, if you Googled me, you also know that I have a wife or I have a girlfriend yeah, named a Tina. A partner. A partner. A partner named Tina. Named Tina. Who's My father calls terrible. her Miss Kennard. <laughs> she's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a six-month-old child, human child. And Barbara's like, is Tina as intense as you are? And we're like... Yes, but in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> but like bad intense. Yeah. And then they like. Oh, and then Beth asks her if her husband is as fluid. Yeah. <laughs> is your husband as fluid as you are? 
And she was like, we have an arrangement. And by this time they're having uh, hand sex. Their faces are (laughs) (laughs) like the camera has pushed in. Their faces keep moving closer together. I think the senator is like sucking on Beth's fingers. And like, it's it's so much and it's awesome. (laughs) It's highly erotically charged. Extremely, I would say. Their hands are just like intertwining. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sexually. Sexually intertwining. Their fingers are scissoring. You know? And then they almost kissed. For a second, I was like, did I remember this wrong? Do they kiss? I thought they were about to. And then I was like, did I, did I remember that? Yeah, I had the same thought, but then they didn't. No, but um, then Barbara's like, come to bed with me. (laughs) 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 There's more art in there. There's more art, yeah. Beth's like, I can't. She's like, that does not sound like a Bet Porter statement. And true. True. Especially for someone who just met Bette Porter to know that. Yeah. Mm. Bette has a brand. Bette is like, me and Tina don't have an arrangement. And so they're just sad and horny all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Then she exits to call her to see if she can quickly make one. (laughs) Which is, I remember when this first aired and I was just like screaming at the TV. But before we get to that, we go back to wax for a hot second. Live haircuts. Live haircuts in the center of a party. Woo! This is honestly like 70% of the parties I went to in college. <laughs> were, wow. were people in a circle watching someone get like a half, like an undercut going? There was like woo, chanting. Woo. Yeah, chanting. No, there was no chanting. There was no yeah. chanting. Give her layers. You know, <laughs> like how, how is that what? I mean, obviously we know Shane, this is the only entertainment that Shane provides this evening, but this is the first entertainment she provides is the haircutting. You know, do you think on the flyer they were like live haircuts? Probably, yes. I definitely think the flyer said live haircuts. I don't I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I just do think it did say that. Yeah. Then Tina shows up and Shane's like, I'm so happy to see you. No one's ever been happy to no. see her. No. No. I think Shane's more like amazed that she left her house at night. Yeah. Uh, but which, you can also get the vibe from Tina that she's about to leave. Oh yeah. She definitely was just yeah. popping in to say hello and then turning around to leave. Yeah. Which I have also done before. Oh my god, am I Tina? <laughs> No, I'm just old. Also, the gossip is playing in this scene. A lot of good music in this episode. Alice says that um, Max looks like a hot guy. And Who talks like that? No one. I mean, what? Alice. 2000, 2006. 2006. Six lesbians, probably. Yeah, actually, that tracks. It is funny, though, that he's wearing a full suit at a skateboard party. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Didn't want to get him some cargo shorts. Yeah. <laughs> what if the what if he was wearing cargo sh- like black cargo shorts uh-huh. and we, they just didn't zoom out like wide enough for us to see it? <laughs> yeah. But he had like the top half was like fully a business suit. Yeah. And then the bottom half was like skate shoes and like or like he lo- looked like shorts. a little English schoolboy. Yeah. It's a good look too. Yeah, that is a good look. <laughs> then um, Alice is like, "Where's Carmen?" Oh, and then Alice starts to like stir up trouble with yeah. her dumb ideas. She's like, "Isn't it weird? Carmen's not here." And at w- which point I shouted at the TV, no, shut up, Alan. <laughs> I was like, no. She's like, I think that kind of sucks that she's not here. I'm like, what What universe do you live in? Shane is busy shaving people's heads. Yeah, Shane's busy. And so is Carmen. She's an independent woman who's allowed to pursue her own career. Yes. 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 God. Okay. So then we cut to, <laughs> this is incredible. We cut to the senator's bathroom yeah. where Bette is on the phone frantically with Tina Mm-hmm. basically well it's sort of like she's trying to do two things at once mm-hmm. she's trying to get permission to fuck the senator yeah but she's also trying to get her person to give a shit and yeah. like want 
to care. Like she wants her to care. Yeah. Neither of these things are going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Tina is like confused about why Bet is calling her doll. And she's like, what are you asking me for permission? And Bet's like, so you'd be fine if I went in there and fucked her on her $50,000 carpet. And Tina's like, if that's what you want to do, Bet, which is so shitty. I, I hate it. Like, I think I know that Bet's request is weird. Yes. But I think that Tina's, Tina's reaction is terrible. terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. also Tina doesn't want to have sex with Bet. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. it's not an unreasonable question. Like, yeah. hey, this married son nurse was acting like become a thing. Right. Who lives in D.C. Wants to fuck. Who we earlier today you were talking about how you thought she was gay and right. hot and powerful. And now I'm like in here. Exactly. I'm here. I'm here. This is about to happen to me. This is about Be happy for me. Right. Also, I feel like another thing that's unrealistic is I feel like in a lesbian couple, like if both of you agree that the same famous unreachable person is hot you would allow totally. the other to have intercourse with them i have this arrangement <laughs> this is the arrangement that should be had especially right. if you live in a city where there are famous people around, yeah because you never know what's gonna happen you never to you. know you never know you, never, you know. never know and you have to be open to life's experiences exactly. as totally. they roll roll by but bet is just like i wish that you cared like i just want you to care and tina says nothing she says nothing I think that that would have been a good moment. If I were bet, I would have been like, I think we should break up. And then I would have gone and fucked her on her $50,000 carpet. Yeah, correct. That's the right move here. That is the right move. Bet makes the wrong move. She sure does. She shouldn't have involved Tina in this at all. (laughs) Tina is terrible. Yeah. I wanted her to come back in with like the bet porter sense of purpose. You know what I mean? Like like, I'm going to come. Yeah. Like back out there. Yeah. yeah, Like let's do this bitch. (laughs) But instead she comes out there and Dana Laney hands her like another whiskey Scotch, a scotch is like if you need any encouragement she's Oof, like yuck. yeah yeah I, I didn't care for that no, but she's like dude. i really don't need any encouragement the only thing i want more than you right now is for my girlfriend to want me like you do and then they should have had sex on the carpet yeah and it's fucked up that they didn't it's a real missed opportunity it's really sad all in favor of dana delaney as a senator making an appearance on gen q as bet runs for mayor say aye aye, aye. aye. okay great i also raised my hand I'm proud of you for doing that. Thank you. Uh, so after that real dis- downer disappointment. It's a real, it's a real downer. because really that, is. That really started off great. That was yeah. not how I wanted the top off to end. Mm-hmm. No. No, it ends with no one wins. No, one no wins. points are awarded. Mm-hmm. Everyone loses. Honestly, Tina wins. Ugh. Ugh. She kills it. She just, you know what Tina does is she walks into the, the room where the match is taking place and turns off the lights and is like, it's curfew. Time to go home. Time to oh. go. <laughs> And just you know? ends it. And then just walks out. Yeah. Doesn't she doesn't even, even care. care if people go home, but she's not paying for the lights to be on for one more exactly. second because otherwise we'll have to fire Angus. Tina. Yeah. <laughs> Tina. <laughs> so then Shane is skateboarding. Yeah, Shane's skateboarding. Terribly. Terribly. <laughs> That's it. Oh. Yeah. Live haircuts has transitioned to Shane skateboarding back and forth. <laughs> and if people watching. People are like, Go, Shane. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. You did that thing. <laughs> it's sad. It's just, what are you doing? Then Carmen shows up. I wrote okay. in a special shirt. What was I talking about? I don't know. It was a really bad outfit. I wrote that down. Yeah, the okay. outfit was bad. We Shane told her how awesome she looked. Yeah. Which was. <gasps> Shane's lying to her. It was like sparkly. Like the shirt was like weird and sparkly. And, and like long. Yeah. I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. She could totally gig in that. Yeah, she could totally gig in that shirt. <laughs> so Carmen shows up with Russell Simmons and his assistant, who he does introduce. Simone. <laughs> this is my assistant, Simone. Yeah. First of all, he was having his own VIP event. Uh-huh. 
did he cancel the event so that Carmen could Go come on. come hang out at the skate park? He says, I paid her for her time and she just insisted she, on being here. Then I'm like, then you fire her? Fire her. <laughs> yeah. Don't pay her. Don't, Don't go, go with, with her. her to the party. He said, like, she's got her priorities straight because even though False. I hired her, she's here for you. False. Absolutely Wrong. incorrect. Wrong. This is like crazy. This is the most confusing scene. Like, I don't it's so get confusing. it. I don't get it at all. Not at oh. all. None of it makes sense. There also, is no universe in which. Russell Simmons left his own Ugh. private event to come to the opening of Shane for Wax. Yeah, to watch Shane go like up and down a <laughs> skate, like a little half Maybe Shane half. will shave someone else's head in a few yeah. minutes. Maybe Sh- Shane is going to shave Shimo- Shimon's head. Shimon. <laughs> or Russell Shimmons. <laughs> Too many S names and yeah. SHs. And then Carmen's like, I also have been working on a mix for you all week. Uh-huh. And then plays the song. Which is actually good. The song is good. Yeah. What I don't get is why she needed to stand over DJ tables to play a CD. <laughs> Thank you. Great question. To do the hand thing. Ah. Uh, Sometimes you just have to move your hands around and like yeah. do the headphone on one ear. Right. And then people think you know what you're doing. Yeah. And you're doing something. Yeah. I've gotten away with this for years. <laughs> I'm not actually doing anything. That's it, not true. It's not I, like there's not a lot of DJs in LA. You know what I mean? No, Carmen is the only DJ in Los Angeles. Oh. In 2006. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. All the other ones uh, moved away. Mm. They left. Huh. I guess then it's not weird that he canceled his party. He's like the one DJ I needed to hire. Not like any of the other famous people I know. I if am Russell I Simmons. If I was Russell Simmons or anyone and I hired someone to do my party and they're like, I, I don't think I can do this. Like my girlfriend is having an opening of her skate shop. What? They also, <laughs> they also make, they make out in front of Russell Simmons, which is yeah. also just like so fucking random. Everyone's making out in front of everyone in this episode. Yeah. And Doesn't like, he like encourage it? He's like, yeah, yeah. do your thing, girl. Yeah. Go, do it. Go. This is, like, he's setting a really bad example for Simone. Simone has a story to tell. <laughs> yeah. We, we have a lot of questions for Simone. Simone needs a radio show. Simone could at least be Alice's guest and maybe that could segue her into her own show or something. Yeah. Um, oh God! That if I were Shane, no I would be like, "You need to take care of you," and I find this behavior alarming. <laughs> like, why are you here? Yeah, I would also be like, "You're going to resent me for this, aren't you?" you forever, know? forever. Like, I, I canceled the like when they're old in the nursing home, and like <laughs> Shane wants her to get her some like pears or whatever, and she's like, "I'm not getting you pears. I canceled the Russell Simmons party to go to your skate Back shop. Get your own pears." <laughs> Also, if I was Shane, I'd be like incredibly embarrassed that someone of that level of fame had just come to my skate shop. Yeah, to watch me like give someone layers. Like, this is this is bangs. cringy. <laughs> like, so what kind of hair do you do? I'm like, I just like shave people's heads. Yeah. in w- interesting ways. Yeah, but like I can't do it unless there's people sitting around me going, "Go, go, 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 go." <laughs> He's like, I can give you like a fade, but like I'm gonna need a crowd. Wax reminds me of um the like hangout where Vanilla Ice performs mm. in the Ninja Turtles movie. It does have oh a And he does like the ninja rap. It just yeah. has a similar vibe. Yeah. Like, go ninja, go ninja, you go. Know, last- and then like Shane's shaving <laughs> someone's head. <laughs> last week, I believe I mentioned that, that that wax reminded me of like a set on Kids Incorporated yeah. where a bunch of white kids oh would be God. doing a rap. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> There's something about wax that I feel screams like white people doing hip hop music. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like a thousand percent. It's trying. Where is Wax? It's trying too hard. Eastside. <laughs> Eastside, yeah. Eastside. Yeah. I the think. show that took place in West Hollywood. 
Mm -hmm. except for wax. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to travel if you want to succeed. Just ask Russell Simmons and Simone. They left their private event Mm -hmm. to come to wax, Mm -hmm. wherever that is. Yeah. Well, I hope that Tina got stuck in the bathroom. Also, yeah, Tina was on the phone in the wax bathroom yeah, which, while Bet was on the phone in the senator's bathroom. Yeah, so Bet won that one because her bathroom was nicer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anyway, everyone loves Carmen's mix and they're all like dancing. They're full of joy. Yeah, and then that's, that's where it ends. That's the episode. Whoosh. Thoughts. Do we like this episode? Uh, yeah, I know. It's the best one of season three. Yeah. It like is good. Yeah. Yeah. Can't really say that about no anything else. It's not my favorite episode of season three, but I respect that opinion. It's good. It is a it's solid good. It's episode. solidly written. Yeah. It's it good has, writing. It has some great moments. Yeah. Um, and I wish there was more Dana Delaney on the show. Yes. You could tell that it was directed by somebody who's a good job does a good job or written a, by somebody written by someone who does a good job it was well written mm-hmm. um and i also thought well directed yeah and um dana delaney and uh jennifer bills have very good uh chemistry on yes. screen together good for them so is there anything about this episode that changed for you watching it as a grown-up as opposed to when we watched it as younger people i probably thought that Billy was even cringier this time around. Mm. No, I probably thought he was really cringy then too. I also love Alan, Alan Cummings, so I don't mm. know. I very I was just like, he's just going to do whatever. Yeah. I still thought the bet in the senator was, bet should have fucked the senator. <laughs> I thought that then, and I think that now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if any of my feelings changed about it. Uh, well, my feelings didn't change because I only watched it as an adult. <laughs> Alan Cummings, still cringy. Should have still fucked the senator. Yeah. More yeah. Dana Delaney. I stand by that. Mm-hmm. All correct. Yeah, I guess I originally watched this in 2006. Yeah, me too. So I was definitely stoned. <laughs> Therese, thank you so much for being here with thank us today. You so much. Thank you. This is so fun. Um, if people want to find you on the internet, where, where could they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Cerise Castle. And I'm a lot more fun on Instagram. Yeah. And that's your majesty. But instead of T-Y, it's T-C-E-E because I'm... Cerise. It's oh, wow. a little joke. It's very good. It's a very good joke. Very creative. So creative. Thank you. Um, Do you have any projects you're working on that you want to tell our listeners about? Yeah, any plugs? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you can also look for me in LA Mag. I'm writing an article about how Taylor Swift has, quote unquote, borrowed lyrics from a lot of black people. Ooh, I want to juicy. read this. <laughs> Do you think it's funny that... Um, you have worked then in real life for the two um, companies that Alice works for in fake life. I'm just trying to become Alice. <laughs> <laughs> Alice is so great that she's, yeah. she's she wants to be like she, Alice. Yeah, yeah. Inspired my whole career path. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. So incredible. That's like the L word changes lives. Oh, super does. You know? It super does. You can find me on, uh, I'm Carly Tron on all of the things. Because mm. I believe inconsistency that's great thank you wow oh i'm auto win on all the things and then also the the website it's called auto straddle and then also you should follow to ellen back on socials because um that's we're on it 
We're on Instagram and Twitter at to Ellen Beck. Yeah. Um, you should look forward to our live event that's happening in Los Angeles on December 4th, where we will be interviewing members of the cast from Gen Q for a podcast that will come out on December 9th. And it's going to be super fun. And there's going to be like custom cocktails and uh, foods and other gay people. And everyone's going to have a really fun time. It's going to be really funny. And Carly and I are going to be so funny. We're going to be so funny. So We're if you live so in LA and funny. it's not sold out yet, which it might be, probably is. Uh, you should come to it. Otherwise, you can hear it on December 9th. Yeah. And which is the day after Generation Q premieres, which is on December 8th. Oh, my God. It's so it's close. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we also have a hotline, 971-217-6130. Call us. Leave us a message. Maybe uh -huh. we'll use it on the podcast. Maybe, Maybe yeah. we won't. Maybe we won't. You know, we're just, we do whatever we want. Yeah. Oh, you also can write us to ellenbackcast at gmail.com if you mm -hmm. have any comments or compliments. questions compliments we love compliments if you yeah. have anything to complain about um don't send it or do send it no please send it send it we care about you mark epstein <laughs> our theme song was by the incredible beast edwell our Ooh. logo designed by the very talented Kara sykes Ooh. and as always Ooh. this show is produced and edited and engineered and everything else by the one, the only, Lauren, Lauren Karen, Karen Klein. Klein, whose name is not Karen at all. Nope. Nope. We just made it up. All right. Time for L words. Yep. All right. Ready? One, two, three. Legacy. Legacy. What was yours, Reese? Legacy. Nice. Oh, nice. Reese, what was yours? Uh, lunch. Mine was landfill. Wow. Hmm. Because I just Googled all the sitting here words that start with L, and that's one that came up. So. Cheating. Probably cheated. Well. Too bad. I'm bad at this remembering words thing. Well, I guess tune in next week to see what words we do or don't remember. Mm -hmm. and Very important. That's all. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. Oh, we're in love with you. I'm not in love with you, but I would. Say I would let no matter what our relationship is with you. If the senator wanted to sleep with you on her $50,000 carpet, I would be like, go for it. I would be excited Do it. for anyone in that situation. Do it. I'd be so excited for you. And so I hope that happens for all of you listening at home or on the cars or on the bicycles. On the cars? Yep. On top of them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like Dana and Lara scissor on the car. Okay. Super rope. This, none of this is going to make it. All of this is going to make it. Lauren, bye. Lauren, leave this in. Bye. 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 Goodbye forever. Bye. Bye.